just a second. There we are. Live. Uh, outlawed. Live with Ron Stone. Greg Lucetto sitting in with us tonight. We may have another guest on here. We might have KVB on here. Kurt Van Beek um, might come in a little bit later. Just going to talk about the upcoming season and uh, the relationship that uh, the Outlaws the partnership we've got now with the Heartland Group. Um, Greg, uh, tell us a little bit about it. I mean, how, how's it going to help your group and uh, this summer uh, partnering up with the Outlaws? Yes, uh, you know, our, our group started uh, in 2011, just a small, small, small state group, and we've kept building. Uh, but we kind of hit a plateau, you know, and we're hoping, you know, you have that proverbial next level that everybody wants to get to. Um, I had been pulling with the outlaws off and on for many years, but um, seeing the stuff, the app and all kinds of things that have been coming with the outlaws, you know, we on a small level, we were trying to emulate that. And uh, we'd looked into doing the app. Um, very expensive. And uh, it worked out, you know, through Kurt and I had talked about working uh, co-sanctioning or just little things that would help us, you know, uh, take pulling up a notch out west here. And, uh, you know, after talking with Kurt and, and Dave Nelson and those, it it really made sense for us to kind of and, and we somewhat gave up our identity. But uh, joining the outlaws, it, it just it's like economies of scale. You know, we can use the app. We can use their just their whole infrastructure. And I think it's going to take our group to a, a whole nother level. And uh, along with that, uh, the Mid-America group from the Eastern part of the state, uh, you know, through some talks and they had some leadership changes and, you know, they were looking for some help too. And, um, you know, us as our Heartland group partnering with them, I think we're going to build a very, very strong region group in, in, in really the near future. And I, I think your identity is, is, is still there. I mean, you know, in, in keeping the name Heartland, you know, the Heartland division of the Outlaws. Um, looking at your schedule, uh, Greg, uh, you've got 15 on here. You guys pull in, in Wyoming a little bit, uh, as yes. well as Colorado and yep. uh, Nebraska and Iowa as well. So, yeah, we, uh, Wyoming. Um, though there's not a lot of polls, uh, been very good to us. Uh, first year in Douglas, Wyoming last year, uh, has a chance to be a very nice event. It's actually at the state fairgrounds okay. for Wyoming. Uh, it's actually their County fair. Uh, but the Cheyenne event is, uh, it's really, it's going to be something special in the, in the future. Uh, they built a standalone facility. Um, I don't know if I want to tell Kurt this, but we may have stepped off some, uh, <laughs> measurements of rock Valley. It's a small version of Rock Valley of what they built us there. Very good track and great, great fairboard. So, yeah, I didn't, it, you know, in that partnership, you know, <laughs> as we look at our schedule, something that I'll bring up the outlaw schedule, you know, and I can show it to this is last year's schedule. If you could see that there, that was 36 hooks at this time last year. And here's 2022. Take a look at that. It's a little bit longer. It's about 10 pulls more than we had yeah. last year. You know, getting more pulls is a good thing, but it can also be a pain in the butt as well because you start pushing a lot of these classes too hard, getting too many hooks. And I think that's where a region like the Heartland region can, can kind of help out there a little bit, um, you know, as yeah. far as expanding a little bit further west. And then, you know, the Mid-America group back here on the east side. So hopefully in the future, you know, this will work out and actually take some of the strain <laughs> off it, of uh, the outlaw it, group. It never ceases to it ceases to amaze me how, uh, I mean, the core group of the outlaw pullers, it's amazing the guys that follow schedules and run 25, six hooks a season. I mean, the dedication that takes is just off the charts, you know, and, uh, and, and not everybody can do it, you know, and I think uh, – one thing I think the region series will do and will help with is, uh, you know, we'll establish some uh, smaller circuits, so to speak, that uh, more of the local guys and also some smaller classes that wouldn't necessarily be involved with outlaw, you know, will will be a, have a place to pull, uh, you know, and obviously we want to bring the same professional environment, you know, that to us, that's very, very important, you know, to have the same look and professionalism as an outlaw event, you know, at your local small pool. You know, and, and the safety as well, you know, the, oh, absolutely. the outlaw, uh, yes. reputation for safety is, 
Yeah, and, and I should yeah, add, both of the groups that uh, come on board uh, had the same insurance as Outlaw already. So, you know, that did help things, uh, you know, quite a bit. And uh, Kurt, Kurt Van Beek, I'm sure you saw Kurt is, uh, is right there with us. Yep. Kurt, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Ron. And Greg, how you doing? Very good. Good. And you, you came in. I think you pretty much heard everything. Did you have anything to add to what we were just discussing about joining with the joining forces with Heartland and, and Mid-America jumping in there as well? No, Greg pretty much covered it. Um, obviously, Greg and I probably started talking two years ago. Um, you know, we've seen the quality of, of the person that Greg was, and we knew there was something there two years ago. And uh, we continued to want to – we weren't quite sure what that was going to look like or how it was going to proceed or how fast it was going to proceed. But uh, Greg and I kept talking and eventually we'll be able to get to this point where, um, where they're now uh, a division of the outlaws. And um, like I said, it could have never happened without leadership like Greg. And, and then he was able to, like he mentioned, um, pick up the mid American group and, and leadership like Scott Walker um, who will work closely with Greg, but uh, you know, we couldn't do it without Greg and without Scott, but especially without Greg. And uh, we're pretty proud that uh, the Heartland Division um, came on board. And, and uh, you know, honestly, I could see the sign behind him. We were able to pick up a, a title sponsor for the Heartland Division, Titan Machinery, and um, pretty proud of that in our first year. So uh, things are moving, and it, it's all because of, uh, uh, you know, you know, I, I'm just going to say this because of Greg. Greg's Greg's a pretty humble person, so he doesn't probably want me to say that. But Greg, you know, Greg's a great <laughs> There's guy. There's a lot and, more than just me doing this. Uh, you know, I we've had yep. we had very good response talking with Mid America too, and you know, I, I think larger picture, I think uh, what I'm excited about is we can lay the groundwork for what could be, you know, maybe bringing more regional groups on in the future because uh, I, I know it's it's long gone or days gone by but um, most people don't realize all the ntpa uh state groups that were out in our area um we were members of the uh high country pullers which was uh montana and wyoming they had a very strong state group at one time colorado had a huge state group and then you know as well was nebraska you know and uh, i me personally i've longed to see to get back to that structure to where you know uh out west we've been disconnected from the national scene and we're hoping we can bring that back and, and, you know, provide that for other groups in the future as well. Hey guys, I'm going to bring on, uh, Josh run. Hi, Josh. Hey guys. Hey Josh. How is everybody? Greg. Good to see you. You too. I'm fashionably late. Just got home from work. So that's all right. That's all right. Josh, you can only use that excuse so many times. <laughs> once, just once a night. I would like to use it less, to be honest with you. This is kind of our busy time of the year. so We yeah. assume you're out tinkering with your new hot rod out there, Josh. I wish. I would have much rather been there, I promise you. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking to Greg Lucetto and uh, of Heartland, the Heartland group of the, the division of the Outlaws, and uh, Kurt Van Beek, of course, uh, discussing the uh, how that's going to work out for us and how it's going to help both groups. Um, now, Kurt, I was mentioning the uh, size of the schedule here. I mean, I don't think I was speaking out of turn when I was saying I think, you know, having having some divisions like the Heartland Group could in the future take some of that stress and strain off of that large outlaw schedule. Uh, you know, that's kind of what we were looking at down the road, I think, uh, if I'm thinking right. Yep. And, and, um, and that's, you know, like I said, the Heartland group or the Mid-American group, which is now part of the Heartland group was all part of, uh, starting to head down that road. You know, we've talked about it. Uh, you and I have Ron and, and, and now Dave's part of the group and Brandon, um, even back to Adam Baskey. I mean, we talked about how do we start to um, have some state level organizations be part of the outlaws. And, um, you know, if we continue to pick up, uh, leadership guys like Greg will continue to do it. But I mean, we're, we're not looking to uh, be the biggest. We're just looking to be the best at what we do. And if we get guys like, you know, with, with organizations like Greg, that, um, you know, Greg's a top notch guy and that's why that worked out for us. And it's going to continue to grow in the future. Uh, we will continue to look at other organizations that are smaller organizations that want to get underneath the outlaw umbrella. And, um, 
uh, and grow this thing on a regional level. And like you said, Ron, then then some of these classes we can you know filter into there and uh, um, you know add add to the, some of those smaller shows if they can afford it, and uh, you know bring some of their classes into some of our shows. I mean, two of our biggest shows, um, Windsor, Colorado. Um, is going to be co-sanctioned or not co-sanctioned because it's all, all outlaw, but there'll be some Heartland Division classes in there. There'll be some, you know, 12 or so outlaw classes and six or so Heartland Division classes. Nebraska State Fair the next day, yep. uh, same thing, you know, five or so outlaw classes and four or five, I, I don't know exactly, but four or five uh, Heartland Division classes. So um, there was a, even split there. I think we were five and yeah. five. I think that's what we. So, I mean, yeah. and that's the cool thing about um, what we're doing is. Uh, number one, we're going to help them grow. And like Greg mentioned, um, you know, we've already uh, done some of the, the legwork and the hard work of the app, uh, a pretty good website, um, you know, spent the money on, on the GPS system in the sleds, which, you know, we do with both Bumgard and with Bauer and, and uh, you know, and, and with uh, Gary, Gary's vodka. I almost missed him there, but Gary's the one who helps us design that. So I got to give him a lot of credit. So. Uh, Gary and his boys helped us design that, and to me, that's the, you know, that's what makes these um, big shows uh, work is that uh, speed of which we can yeah. calibrate uh, the distances and, and get it back to the announcer and and um, and make that all work in a in a in a in a, in a, in a GP, GPS is what everybody's using. They're using it in their farming, they're using it in their excavation, and and we just knew it was the right answer, and and that's what we can bring to the Heartland Group, and um, eventually we'll maybe get a, a system out there on on Greg's sled or. You know, Greg keeps telling me he's going to sell his sled, and then well, I guess we'll deal with that at the time, and then we'll get a different sled out there. But <laughs> you know, the point, the, the the idea, or the the thought process is, is that Greg can sell his sled, and, and that we continue to grow that division, and, and Greg doesn't have time to run his sled. So um, that'll be awesome. Yeah, we, we've got a really good chance to be stronger together, working together rather than uh, you know competing groups. You know, I mean, yep. There's a lot of good groups out there, but you know, if we can build an alliance here, it's only gonna it's gonna make us stronger, and we hope that we can uh, you know reciprocate with the outlaws. Yeah, how long has the Heartland Group been together, Greg? Um, there was three of us that started it in 2011. Okay. You know, but understand, there's been a lot more pulling out here in the past. I mean, there was I've, I've been a part of the Colorado Truck and Tractor Pullers as well, and you know, clear back into the 90s, and you know. Yeah, that kind of just grew out from there. And, and I know from experience that the the groups that start uh, like that from the ground up and the, the smaller groups like that are, it's a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> yes. A lot more work than what people uh, think it is. I mean, you know, I, I ran a, a small group and it is a lot of work to, to keep to keep things running uh, and keep things together. I mean, you're finding out that that's, you've been working pretty hard since 2011, I'm assuming, Greg. Yes. <laughs> it, the, the sad fact is, uh, you know, I love to pull, uh, but it's really <coughs> I don't pull that much anymore. You know, that's what I do love about uh, the last few years. I've been able to get out and hit Rock Valley and, and Wisner and, you know, I've tried to hit some smaller pulls in between our schedule. But, uh, you know, it's nice to get out there and forget about what I'm doing here once in a while. Well, and you own your own sled. Being a sled owner is uh, a job in itself. <laughs> We, we don't, we don't have the luxury of having, you know, the Bauer sleds and the Bungarts and the, you know, the sled rental companies. Uh, we, to secure our own future or place out here pulling, we had to have our own sled. Yeah, the, the, the small group that I was the president of that I started back in 03, 04, you know, we, after a few years, we, we purchased our own sled and, and I worked on that sled a lot more than I wanted to. I'll tell you that <laughs> it was a job. Yeah. But, you know, owning your own sled, that just goes to speak to the dedication of the Heartland guys and the, the smaller groups that do own their own sled and realize, you know, hey, we've got to do this so that we can secure our future in pulling and are willing to put the dedication and the time into doing that. That, but that speaks one, volumes. There's one more thing I'll add, though. Um, I've been a part of the club run pulls and some of that stuff. And, uh, we started when we started Heartland, it was started as a for profit company because uh, the sad fact, so many of these club run groups, uh, they rely on volunteers. And there's, you know, there's only so much time you can put in. But I mean, 
you know, on this deal, it's, it, this is our baby. And if we want to make it work, it's, it directly is, you know, it's proportional to the work that we put into it, Yeah, you know, and it's hard to ask volunteers to do all this stuff because it, you know, it, it, it becomes a whole nother job. I'll be putting some questions up here from folks that are watching. Adam McFarr is asking how many classes there are at Unionville this season. Uh, there'll be five outlaw classes, and then Unionville's running, uh, what are they running, a, a pro farm class on their own? Yep. Up there, Kurt? I couldn't remember yep. what that was. Yeah, I think yeah it's five outlaw farm. classes, pro stock, limited pro stock, unlimited light supers, uh, super mod two-wheel drive, and then modified tractors at Unionville. To answer your question, Adam. Um, you know, talking about uh, different regions and such, you know, I've always thought that Oklahoma was kind of a kind of prime for pulling again. Uh, you get that feeling down there, Josh? Yeah, you know, pulling used to be a pretty hot and heavy thing in Oklahoma. We used to have quite a few big shows a year, and it's tapered off in the last few years, kind of went back to the antiques and the, there's a lot of garden tractor pulling down here. A lot of people don't realize that, but there's a lot of garden tractor pulling in Oklahoma, not on the big national scale, but quite a few small clubs that do garden tractors and stuff. And we're starting to, the people are starting to step back up to the more premier pulling classes, you know, bringing the show back to Chickasha definitely helped. Uh, I think that they ran a show two years ago in Miami, Oklahoma, that was kind of a stepping stone back in, you know, we used to pull in Tulsa and Enid and such as that, but it's coming back around. I think it's going to take some time for, and especially with what the economy is going through right now, everybody's scared to make that leap and say, Hey, let's do this here, or whatever the case may be. But I think within the next few years, you'll see well, possibly four to five, good quality shows a year in the state of Oklahoma. I, I think that's Josh, I'll, I want to add something to that. I mean, you look at the old Tulsa, the NTPA polls that were there and some of that stuff, that, that is something I think like some of these partnerships, like with us and, and outlaw, this yeah. is what could bring those shows back. And I it's agree. No different than what I see going on with the Texas truck and tractor pullers with, uh, you know, you have to forgive me if I miss misspeak here, but like white, right. They bring some classes in, you know, this yeah. is the stuff that could all make this easier. And uh, if we can ever get common commonality of the rules back, like it needs to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This would allow some of our Southern guys to go down there. Maybe they could bring some from the South and, you know, we could actually get, I mean, this is a, a legitimate goal is to get some of those pulls back. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I run around with Texas truck and tractor pullers pretty yep. regular. I was at a show of theirs just last weekend down in DeLeon, Texas. Yeah. And the talks have been initiated. Yes. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of guys there that got used to doing the same thing for so many years. And it's going to take time for guys to really open their minds and adjust. But, but I don't, nothing, I would not say that, that it's out of the realm of possibility at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, Having those classes, the, the, you know, having them flow together with the same rules, you know, or like rules, it, it's not, it's not going to hurt the smaller organizations. I, I think it'll help in showing that you know we're not trying to, to shut them down, and and you know what I mean, because you get that sometimes, you get that that rumor oh, yeah. started, but, but no, it just helps for well, their pullers <laughs> come pull with us, and our pullers can go pull with them because. One of the you know, best things, one of the best things we ever did, and we kind of committed to this early, is uh, our 466 or eight. I mean, it's called everything under the sun. Light Limited Pro or 85 class. We've stuck with outlaw rules, or you know, basically making sure everybody was the same. And what really helped us is we, uh, you know, we had like Darnells come on board, and they ended up with two tractors. And next thing you know, they're starting to travel out east. Yeah. And, you know, why we may have lost them here or there, or Jeff Siebert was another one. It really raised the bar for our group, having those guys compete out there, see how things are done and bring that back. Because too many of these small groups, and, you know, I'll point at us too, it's you get to be this big fish in a small pond, but, you know, it's good to get that outside influence and have people see sometimes 
they go out there and our little group is, you know, they see the benefit of our group, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's it just it widens the horizons when you get people to go out and pull elsewhere than just your small group. Absolutely. Oh, there's guys from the outlaws that would like to come down and pull with Texas. There's guys from Texas that would like to come pull with outlaws. And I, like I said, I think it'll come around. It's going to be something that takes time. Obviously, Greg, you understand that completely, but I yes. think it'll get there one day. Dull for me. And I mean, look like what Kurt said earlier. We, uh, this all started off a conversation a couple years ago. You know, it, it did, it was no overnight, yeah. no overnight, like, hey, let's just do this and throw it together. You know, absolutely. I think, you know, if Ron, if I, um, I think what, if I might say this about Greg, was what Greg's seen is that um, as we, as we started and as we continue to, to grow, um, what Nebraska Bush and Texas Tractor Pullers and Excalibur and, and Missouri State, what they need to understand is, um, even I'll say Central Iowa, uh, ECI, we're not there to take them over. And and Ron and I have understood that right away, and Greg got, got a hold of that pretty quickly, that, you know, we're here to to walk alongside, to to use um, some of the stuff that, that that we've been good at um, to, to um, help you and some of the stuff you've been good at to help us. And, um, you know, if we can uh, if we can do what we've done with the Heartland Group and with the Mid-American Group, which is now part of Heartland, um, in Texas and in Missouri and uh, even in Nebraska, um, you know, if those guys are listening, um, we're not there to, to run you out or take you over. Uh, but if we can help you, um, you know, pick up the phone and call Ron or myself or Josh or Greg or Greg would probably be a good one. Um, we just want to grow the sport of Poland and uh, we're not there to, to for any other agenda. You know, some of the other ones have another agenda. I'm not going to mention names, but uh, we don't. We want to grow the sport of Poland. Um, the outlaw family is a great family. If you've ever been to an outlaw show or been a part of it. And, and that's the reason uh, we're out there. And um, that's our model. And we're going to continue. Yeah, growing the sport, I mean, it definitely is, is something that should unify all the groups, to be honest with you, you know, and uh, as times are changing and, you know, with social media and, uh, you know, the kids have different interests and, you know, trying to get them interested in pulling or just trying to introduce kids to pulling that haven't, you know, seen it before or been around it, uh, it is a challenge in itself. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, it's 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 growing the sport and keeping the sport alive, uh, getting the sport. You know, it, I'd love to see it get back to its glory days. You know, in the '80s when you get, uh, you know, promoters had to turn people away at the gates because there was nowhere to stand. You know, that that yeah. would be, you know, will that ever happen again? You know, maybe not. But you know, we still have seen uh, a little bit of that. You know, at some of the the major events that we do, like you know, Rock Valley, you know, and we see those stands packed tight, and, you know, in uh, Wisner, Nebraska, um, White Wright, you know, I wasn't there last year, but, you know, White Wright, they said, was was busting at the seams with people. Uh, you were there, Josh. Uh, that place was standing room only 20 minutes before the show even started. Oh, wow. It was a fantastic crowd, and I know that you've never been there, Ron, but they've got, I don't, I don't know a seat number, but they've got a slew of bleachers. They were full. The other side of the track was full of pickups backed up to the fence and eight or ten people in the bed of every one. And, I mean, that place was standing room only. They were turning people away at the gate. It was it was an awesome deal. Ron, I, I long for the days of when I was growing up and going to the Hildreth, Nebraska, in uh, the Nebraska State Fair. And, you know, we'd get these national guys come into where we were from and, you know, to knock heads with the – the best of the best, you know, from all over the country. It was, it's what I would love to see come back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just going through some uh, of the comments here. There's one for you, Kurt. I'll be right back guys. <laughs> Were you leaving us already? You just got here. <laughs> that's my you know, granddaughter. Just... That's my granddaughter watching. So, <laughs> She's saying, why is Grandpa on TV? <laughs> See, and then, you know, the Great. things that, that we're doing, uh, you know, that uh, as far as growing the sport, um, 
you know, I think everyone could benefit from from the workshops that we're doing, you know, to help promoters uh, advertise their events and get more butts in the seats. You know, and we're having, you know, Dave is heading up uh, a track building, you know, seminars and discussions, you know, and, and these workshops uh, to help our promoters and, and help the sport of pulling in general. You know, uh, I think, you know, people will recognize that what we're doing is we're not doing it simply for the outlaws, you know, we're doing it for the sport. Now, Josh yeah, doesn't realize he's backstage. See, now I'm, I can keep him backstage for as long as I want. Who, Josh? Um, <laughs> the one comment here from Russell, whoever, uh, the Young Guns, I think let's talk about that a little bit. Um, and, and Greg is, is, is excited about that out there in the Heartland Division, too. I mean, as far as bringing in that younger crowd, yes, um, I think one of a couple things. Uh, one is the Young Guns. I mean, we've got a great group of 16 to 25-year-olds. I think there's over 30 of them now. Um, that have joined the Young Guns program, um, sponsored by Titan Goodyear. And, um, you know, those kids are on, you know, all those social media events that I don't even know what they are, TikTok and all that. But, you know, an old guy like me don't even know what all them are, but that's fine. But, they, you know, that, that that's one of the ways that we're going to help draw in them, them younger crowds. But uh, I, I tell people this all the time. The, the two things I'm most proud of with the Outlaws, and it's 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 a whole team of people, from our track crews to the people behind the scenes that work all year long, like Ron and Dave and Brandon and Ryan and um, Susan and Alan and, and, you know, Josh and everybody, but, um, and Greg now, um, but uh, running fast paced shows, it helps bring the crowd back. Uh, you know, the thing, the difference between, you know, this is a generation that has a short attention span and you know you watch a nascar race and i'm not bashing nascar here but you watch a nascar race it's three and a half hours of going around around track you know the outlaws will hook a tractor a different vehicle every two to two and a half minutes so for those people that just don't um, have that attention span like we used to come to an outlaw show because we're going to hook a different vehicle to that track every two and a half minutes we're going to um, probably change classes every 35 to 50 minutes you're going to see a whole different class. And, um, you know, to me, that that along with the pace of the show and, and the good people that we have is what's going to bring that young crowd back, along with our Young Guns program. I'm, I'm hoping the Young Guns will bring a whole other generation or keep them in tune with the sport because the, the gorilla in the room that nobody wants to talk about is our aging competitors. Yeah. And, and if we'd have looked back in some of our, uh, you know, our early days, I'll bet you our average age was well in the 60s. You know, and we got to talk about where are the next guys coming from yeah. and gals, you know, yep. and uh, we, we very we've got that as a huge worry that we get the replacements, you know, and we keep this deal going because. Yeah. But 30 to, 30 to 35 young kids, young kids that are that are in the seat of a tractor, yes. not just at the event, but in the seat of a tractor or vehicle, I should say, um, you know, that's that's a big number. I mean, that, that even shocked me. And. Um, that tells me that the outlaws um, got a got a strong future um, just because of of that. I'll throw I'll throw one other cool deal too. Uh, you know, growing up, Lyle Nelson was one of the big names around here, and to see his great granddaughter and grand great grandson pulling the same tractor is pretty darn cool. That's went through four generations. I think Lyle still is a big name. Lyle's a good guy. <laughs> but I love to see his grandkids driving too. Yeah, and seeing him get get excited about it, you know. Yeah, I he think, does. Uh, it's awesome the, uh, to see. <laughs> I think yeah. you know the Young Guns program. You know, not not trying to toot our own horn or anything, but or maybe I am. But it's it's awesome to see how these kids have gotten so excited about it. Yeah, and then the parents, you know, have gotten just as excited, and I think it's bringing some people back in. The pulling that may have kind of stepped away a little bit and they're they're coming back and going all in again you know because they're excited because the kids are excited so yeah i think i think you know we've we've got something here this young guns program is 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 something i think you know we may see some other organizations actually you know look at and incorporate into what they got going on as well you know ron you're talking about the young guns and getting the families involved again I won't mention names, but earlier this year I was talking to a puller after a show and, you know, what his future held. He'd been on the circuit for quite a while, and he was basically 
going to start stepping away, make a few shows a year, some of the big ones, but his children didn't have any interest in it. Just, he was going to start stepping away. And, you know, we fired off this young guns thing. It started hitting hot and heavy and they got wind of it. And now this year coming up in 22, we're going to see his boy in the seat. So it's going to be a great thing, you know? Yeah, and Josh, I know you've got a tractor, but you're, you're a little too old for the young guns, buddy. Well, yeah, yeah talking about a different feller, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm there's just... already plans for my youngins to be driving mine when I've got a second one. So good deal. Good All deal. I'm waiting on is money. Josh, you need good a deal. diesel super? I got one. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, Kurt, this may not be the best platform, but I was thinking we may have to go up slightly on announcer rates. <laughs> I could better just help you get that tractor that? On the track. I could better just help you get that tractor on the track. Well, that's what you're doing by paying me more. So now, you know, another thing we we had discussed. I, I've discussed it with Kurt is uh, you know ways to you know we were looking at our schedule and how many hooks we've got and and. You know, we don't want to push our pullers to a breaking point where they just get to a point to say, you know, I can't hit that many pulls. I'm, I'm just not going to run points. Um, you know, the potential for adding some classes, you know, uh, you know, we're bringing in the pro farm class this year. Um, I think we're going to see the light pro class grow a little bit more, um, which that's a great class. I mean, it deserves to grow. Um, the naturally aspirated two wheel drive. And I think, you know, once we get through some, some of the hurdles we get past, uh, Greg, with uh, yep. the rules issues that you and I yeah. discussed, you know, hopefully we can get through that for that class to flourish. We're going to do our best to get everybody on the same page with that class. And and I'm going to throw another one out there that I think is a sleeping giant is the light limited super, you know, because if yep. we can work out some a few differences between, you know, like what we're doing here and like the some of the eastern guys, um, you know, that's a classic fill in a lot of places. That was a great class in Kansas City. I mean, yeah. uh, different color. They ran good. Yeah. Um, that Yes, I agree with you, Greg. That's a sleeping giant. Um, and, and like Ron said, those are the classes that instead of having 28, 29 limited pros, light limited pros, pro stocks, two-wheel drives, uh, the big blowing two-wheel drives, um, you know, this year kind of caught us off guard. You know, we, we grew with two, three events, and then we grew with two, three more, and pretty soon we had 11 or 12 new events. And – We'll, you know, for you out there that are listening, uh, pullers, we'll 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 fix that next year. And for those in the classes like the naturally aspirated or the or the pro farm, um, the thirty five hundred, uh, we'll we'll get you more hooks and we'll take a few away from. We'll get everybody back down to that twenty to twenty two, twenty three range, which is doable. Twenty eight's too many in my and Ron's opinion, and mm -hmm. uh, we'll have a whole year to work on that, and we'll get we'll get, you know, everybody back down in that 22 to 23 range and, and get a few more hooks for those other classes because I got one deal that blindsided me that it was just mind boggling as we, uh, we worked on a show that we bid and we didn't get the show, but, uh, on that date, that would have been the fourth outlaw pull on that date. And it was almost unbelievable that there was only four or five classes left out of the whole outlaw show the whole family you know and uh you just don't think about that but when fair season hits you know it'll be nice to have more options when everybody kind of gets spread out going different directions that maybe we can still accommodate a show and put a you know a decent show on well, you know, there's one more class that's rapid or in my opinion is rapidly expanding that we haven't touched on and i think could become a more premier class with that not that any of our classes are not a premier class but a highly requested class and that's our light mods you know there's so much variation in what guys can do engine combinations and such in that class and people really love that i mean you look back to the days when we had the turbines and the allisons and the rolls in our heavy mods and that was a class every show you went to somebody would ask are the mods here because they want to see that variation and i think we're I've not looked across the scope nationally, but we're really close on our rules package with what a lot of the other areas are running. And some of the others are slowly stepping into our rules package for that class. So I think we can really see it explode within the next couple of years. The light mod class, believe it or not, the rules are different all over the map. 
Um, if you go, if you go to uh, Illinois, they're considerably different than what Nebraska, you know, Nebraska Bush, that's where the class started. And, mm-hmm. and to be honest with you, there's a handful of guys that got along very well, like the Bodie Yachts, Brian Fears, uh, you know, just going down the list with those. Petch was involved quite a bit early on. Uh, they set that class up in a good way with, you know, so all the, there's so many, so, so much variety. It's what I yeah. love about the class. Oh yeah. Um, and it's what sells the class. It uh, is. But those guys have done a good job of a little give and take here and there. Uh, you know, as it grows, that's going to be hard to, cause you know, you've seen the, just to call it out a little bit, but you can see the V8s take over in some of the classes like NTPA and this, and then it, oh, yeah. to me it becomes boring, you know, it loses that appeal. And that's, so, that's where I was going. We're so close to, being able to come to a consensus with that class that everybody can have something they like. Yes. I think with another year or so worth of work, we can draw a few more of the smaller associations either into our rules package, or we may modify ours to meet theirs a little bit, you know, it's it's unknown what will happen, but I think that could be a big class. Those next couple of years. Those classes are so hard to keep even though i mean we can go to our light limited pro class and it's easy with the three inch inlet charger you know a few things that we can do easy but when you start mixing combinations it it takes guys that get along and put class first over their own vehicle some days you know so absolutely those guys have done a wonderful job of uh you know hanging together and a little give and take you know and i hope that continues because that's what's going to keep that class growing and the quality of the equipment. I can't wait, and I don't know. I maybe I shouldn't say anything, but <laughs> just wait till you see Blake Ott's new new chassis and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Brian Fuhrer's is top notch. I mean, it's there is some dang dang nice good equipment in that class. Yes, absolutely. And that you know, it's not just with the light mods. It's the give and take and the learning and everybody coming together across the board that's going to make. Yes not only makes pulling fantastic now, but going to make it even better in the future. We, in we, as, com- we as competitors, so we as competitors need to make sure that we realize that we're part of a bigger team. Yeah. When we're, we're in between the lines, we all want to knock each other out and, you know, beat everybody up. But when it's over with, we got to, we got to do our level best to keep it, you know, good and on a good path. You know, to give you an example, you know, of, of, of growing you know, the light mod class. We just reintroduced that with the outlaws last season, um, we had four hooks scheduled for that class last season. We have 16 this season for the light modified tractor class. So just, it's a, it is a great class. I've always loved that light mod class. Uh, You know, I used to announce for Nebraska Bush. Yeah. The varieties incredible. And from an announcer's standpoint, it gives you a lot more to talk about than just having the same things come up there. You know, yeah. the 7,400 mod class, yeah, that's the cream of the crop for the outlaws. But if, if a promoter can't afford, doesn't have the budget for that big mod class, you know, that's when we, we come along or they want to add two more classes, but they can't because they want those big mods. Then, you know, I'll go to that promoter and say, you know, how about the light mod class? And maybe we can get you that other class you want to go along with it so you can have all the classes you want. And it just works out. And, you know, the, we're giving them 16 hooks this season. I think you're probably going to see some more light mods being built as well. Have you heard anything being built out your way, Greg? And- uh, we do. We do actually have one going together. Okay. And ironically, I talked to a guy from Eastern Iowa that was very interested. I mean, you there's, that class has a ton of buzz around it right now. Yeah. And and there's light mods all over Missouri. And the Missouri State Tractor Pullers run you know, light mods. When we had our first pull last season in Dubuque, we had Missouri tractors up there. Uh, yeah. From, there's, you know, South America. There's one right now in the state of Oklahoma. No, I'm not talking about mine. But there's a light mod down here that the guy is ecstatic to come run this year. So it's, nice. it's definitely spreading out. And, you know, we had four hooks last season. We'll have 16 this year. The exposure, I wouldn't be surprised to see our class number grow at least 50% within the next years. There's, there's at least one, exposure. there's at least one new one in Eastern Nebraska coming. That'll be mean, mean, mean. So it's going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. 
Now, the Ott tractor you're talking about, they're, they're still using the same power plant from the frequent flyer, I'm assuming? Oh, uh, yeah. I hope they never – I'm sorry, but I, I I have a turbine, but I love Allison's. So I hope I hope they never change. Yeah. Yeah, I love them too. That's, that's – it's awesome. But did you watch the uh, the show last week, Greg, with – with Wayne Longnecker, Wayne Longnecker was great. <laughs> that was a great show. That guy and what that guy's seen. Oh, yeah! Just to take a walk through his shop. Uh, next time I'm anywhere close to Cambridge, uh, I might have to give him a call just so I can walk through his shop and ooh yeah. and ah at, at some of the equipment <laughs> he's got laying around. Um, um, you know. Adding classes that takes some of the the uh, stress off those big numbers. Um, uh, you know, light limited super stock definitely is is an area I think we'll see grow. Um, I, I think it's definitely a potential. Pro farm, you know, we still have the thirty two hundred. You know, super field, the limited pro diesel pickups. You know, we're bringing them back this year. You know, we've got a great sponsor. No way, man. Diesel performance uh, out of Novinger, Missouri, sponsoring that class, bringing it back. And, you know, we kind of blew up, you know, we pitched that class out there to some some promoters and first year back reintroducing the class. You know, we got 14 hooks for them. So and what I like is the participation there, you know, at least uh, one or two guys out of Texas coming. Um I don't think they'll hit all the hit hooks, but there's two to three people out of Colorado and Western Nebraska are talking about jumping in, you know, here or there. So that that's going to be great to see these people coming from all over too. And, you know, the one challenge I think we're going to see this summer is, is, is fuel prices. Uh, um, you know, it's, it's talking about an elephant in the room. I mean, that's, oh, shit. that's something yeah. we'll, we'll be facing this summer. I, I don't think we're going to see much relief. Uh, in the way of prices of uh, diesel fuel or gasoline, for that matter. I, I know, Kurt, we talked a little bit about it. Uh, Kurt was talking about pumping up the uh, the points fund. Uh, Kurt, you want to touch on that, you know, a little bit? Well, when, when fuel uh, started to creep up and um, obviously, as Ron said, you know, we, you know, I don't see it getting, you know, a lot higher than it is right now and um, in the, I'm first going to go down this road, Ron, but in the scope of things, um, you know, if you're if you're a trucking company or you're you're a farmer or landscaper or whatever, uh, the, the part of your business that uh, runs off diesel fuel obviously is going to be affected. And and, um, and for that, um, that may change some people's minds. But the, the the hobby of tractor pulling itself, let's just say if everybody puts on 10,000 miles and your truck gets five miles per gallon and everybody gets sick of me saying this, but. Um, you know, you're looking at a couple thousand gallons of fuel, you know, if fuel goes up a buck and a half, you're looking at $3,000. I don't think $3,000 is going to keep somebody that works their butt off all week. Like the outlaw family does. And the outlaw pullers is going to keep them from doing something they enjoy every weekend. I sure hope not. Uh, if it does, I totally respect it. Um, if you have to stay home, but, uh, $3,000 probably <coughs> the deciding factor on whether you're going to go out and, and enjoy a good time on the weekends. But having said that, when it started to creep up, um, I decided to add $20,000 to the end of the year points fund because the points uh, runners are the guys that usually do the most traveling. And, um, you know, that $20,000, um, I'll be held accountable to that $20,000 and, and absolutely want to be. But, um, you know, it may not 100% go to all the points runners. Um, if there's a class that has eight uh, pullers that, made 90% of the hooks and, you know, you get a sixth, seventh and eighth place guy that, that, that really ran up and down the road and ain't going to get a, you know, a top five paycheck, some of that 20,000. And, and that's something that I'll, I'll get together with the executive board somewhere midsummer, late summer. And uh, together we'll get, you know, we'll get together and decide what to do with that 20,000. So that 20,000 is definitely going to be added to the end of the year points fund, but it definitely does not have to go to, you know, per se, just the top five. I mean, the majority of it will. Uh, so for you out there, they're going to run for points. The majority of it's going to come your way. But, you know, if there's a class or two that has, you know, eight guys that that traveled up and down the road, and, you know, when I'm just thinking of Super Farm, usually has eight. Uh, the Light Limited Mods is another class that usually has good numbers at every event. 
And if that's the case, then um, we'll take a good look at, you know, maybe a portion of that money, you know, just go into them. So that, that's to be determined, but we will, we will um, hopefully ease the burden a little bit for that. So we've been talking about carpooling too. We might, we might need more tow vehicles at some of the events. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're going to see, that's a good point, Greg. You're going to see guys take the, the, the support vehicle out and, and, and partner up with a guy that lives, you know, 30, 40, 50 miles down the road. And, and um, yes, that is going to be sharing tow vehicles or having the events, um, you know, help us out there. So, and that's, that's just strictly good business. But. It's going to be a shortage of trailer dollies, guys trying to pull two haulers with one rig. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Um, let's see here. You know, if we could just talk about the season just a little bit. Uh, Excuse me. You know, go through some of these events. We've got some new events on the schedule. Uh, you know, of course, we're going to start out in Ravenna, second weekend of June. Uh, new event for us this year, Cherokee, Iowa. A um, little bit of history there, I think, Kurt. There used to be a pole in Cherokee. Yeah, we used to have an outlaw pole in Cherokee. It was a great, uh, a great event. I mean, well attended, had good crowd. Um, been away from there for a few years. I think Mid American was there next last year, if I remember right, yep. Greg. Yep. Um, have they been there more than one year? I don't know. Uh, I think a couple. I mean, it's kind of yeah. bounced around a little. I think bit, it but... was Great Plains for a couple of years, and then Mid American. Um, they just wanted to have a pr promoter there that wanted to step it up, so. Um, we're going to do that. Same thing kind of as we're going down the list with Hay Warden. Um, they're still going to have a Great Plains poll, but going to add a couple outlaw classes. Um, Bloomfield, Iowa. Um, mm -hmm. Ran into that guy at the Iowa uh, Fairs and Festivals Convention, just a freaking uh, encyclopedia of knowledge, um, and wanted to bring an outlaw show in there. Lee, Nebraska is a new event. Uh, going to hook up nicely with David City. Um, we're, we're, we're really proud to get that one. Lee's a um, great event, too. One of my yep. favorites. Yep. And then uh, Wayne, Nebraska, um, another new event for us, going to be co-sanctioned with Nebraska Bush, but I think five or six, seven outlaw classes. Um, Kevin Davis has been awesome to work with on, on putting that together. Uh, Mercer, Missouri. I seen somebody comment earlier about glad to have the outlaws back there. We're glad to be back there. Bowling Green, the same week, uh, another show that we used to be at. Um, took a couple years off there. Um, for, you know, not fitting the schedule or, and they went a different direction, but that's a really busy week there, by the way, that's a really busy week, <laughs> but we're glad to be back there. Uh, Lamar's Iowa is an event that, um, another new one. It, uh, it is it, a great facility, a great polling community. Um, they've never brought in an outlaw level poll, but, uh, they, they've got some extra sponsorship and they're pretty excited to uh, have us there and we're excited to be there. Uh, it's like 14 miles from Hinton. If everybody remembers, you know, the old outlaw, the shows that were in Hinton uh, on the Western Sweep, that was a big deal for a lot of years. So Lamar's is, is maybe looking to, um, um, you know, duplicate that as we go. We're going to go slow, but uh, Lamar's will be a, a good show uh, this year. Uh, Warrensburg, uh, not a new show, but moved to a new date. Uh, they're going to be in July. Uh, that's going to be an awesome show. Um that date is going to be a good one for them and, and a long-term date for them. And, and that's a show that in Missouri, we really want to um, help grow. That's a great facility and, and a great group of people. So that one was, was a new one or not a new one, but it moved to a different date. Um, Chickasha going to two days. Thanks, Josh. That's going to, that was a great event last year. Going to, going to be a great event again this year. Um, Nebraska state fair. We used to be there. Took a couple years off. Uh, they, Ron worked with them and, and Greg and got that back. Unionville, a new event. That's a great show. Going to be a great event. Buckner, we were there last year. We'll be back there. And then Lufkin, Texas was two years ago. We started there. So, yeah, big schedule. But um, we got a great team and a whole bunch of good guys that are willing to put a lot of time in this summer. And um, it's going to be fun. And, of course, uh, did but you I mention the, uh, the Colorado pool? Oh, I miss Windsor. <laughs> How did I, I seen it right underneath Windsor? <laughs> Windsor, yeah, forgot about Windsor. Yeah, Windsor is going to be. Uh, it's a new event. Um, they had their inaugural event last year. Um, they decided to co or to sanction with the Outlaws. We got a Heartland Division classes there, and and a whole bunch of um, well, twelve of the Outlaw classes. Um, 
that's going to be, uh, you know, you know, it's going it, to, it's going to be the biggest outlaw purse we've ever had. It's going to be probably the biggest outlaw show this year. Uh, they're expecting, I seen somebody on here earlier saying he remembers Silverdome of 50,000 people uh, talking to Jeff and Greg. I think they're looking at 40,000 people plus there at Windsor uh, spectators. So that's going to be, we're going to bring in two big screens, uh, one for the track and one for, um, you know, off of the track a little ways so that people can still watch the show that are that one of attend. Um, they're going to have a whole bunch of pretty cool stuff going on there. So, and they want to continue to grow that event. So that they want to be the, the Toma, Wisconsin, the Bowling Green of, of the Outlaws. And obviously we still have Rock Valley and Wisner that are big shows, but Windsor, Windsor, Colorado is going to um, uh, give them a run for their money. Uh, Jeff Darnell is a, is a great promoter, um, top notch as far as, you know, getting people there and, and bringing in vehicles and, and with Greg's help. And when we all show up, we're going to, we're going to put on a hell of a show. Yes, I'm excited sir. to see the out. We got a lot of outsiders coming in. Um, I think there's probably six to eight Californian rigs talking about coming out. And I mean, when, if we can get some guys uh, like Donnie Reeves and, you know, several of the other people coming out, it'll be nice to have them experience some of, you know, some of the pulling, like what you guys do out East. I mean, you kind of take that for granted where you guys right. are. And one of the things I didn't mention about Windsor is, uh, a new thing that hasn't been tried probably for 30 years and the outlaws are going to try it. We're going to have three sleds in Windsor, uh, three tracks, three sleds. Um, I've talked to the announcers and, and they say they can handle it. Uh, Josh, talking I, I'm really sorry you can't be out there, but uh, me too. I you said your vacation is going to be used up. I'm sure next year you'll, you'll hold off a day or two and you're, we'll see you out in Windsor next year because you'll hold a couple yeah. days of vacation for that one. But um, Ron and Fred Pesh and Jason Schultz will be our announcers. And um, Dave Nelson um, is, is well, is well uh, trained in the, you know, he's, he, he's phenomenal at the starting line. He's done Louisville. He's done Rock Valley. You know, he's done Wisner. And he's assured me that running three tracks is not going to be a problem for him. And, uh, it's going to be, you know, it's never been tried in probably 30 years, but I'll guarantee you we'll pull it off and it'll be awesome. There, one other cool thing, there'll be a young gun and a sled out there as well. Oh, yeah. Yep. Kyle. Kyle Lay. Yep. yep. And he's, the sleds. he's been running that, running their sled since maybe even before he was 16. Maybe we shouldn't say that, but he, that kid's <laughs> been around it a long time. It'll be, that'll be kind of a neat little hook too. Yep. Good yep. deal. Are diesel supers out there, Kurt, in Windsor? They are now. They aren't. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're out there. And then who's going to drive uh, Extreme Pleasure? Taylor. Oh, I was just curious. There's a PGA golf course out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might I might lose him during the day. He'll show up in time to get in the seat. I'm sure I'll have to get everything ready. <laughs> if my granddaughter's still listening, she'll probably laughing. But uh... <laughs> I know he likes to golf. I just thought that was funny when it. <laughs> So there's a PGA-style yeah. golf course out there. Yeah, right next to it. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, three tracks. It's, you know, and we discussed that a little bit, you know. You know I, I appreciate the fact that you you called me and said, can we do it, you know. And and the thing is, we won't have to push as hard as we would on a two-track event. Well, uh, if, if Jeff keeps board. racking up the numbers, we're going to have to push. Yeah, on. I know. Well, you, you say that, but... <laughs> But yeah, we'll literally have to schedule in specific times, you know, to get our our, our commercial spots in yep. on the big screen and things like that. So, see, so yeah, I just seen where, you know, a pro stock pickup from Tennessee signed up uh, is on there now. He came to Cowtown, that little deuce, Josh Reed. I seen where he he signed up. See, so yeah, he's picking up pullers from all over the country, right? Coming, so should be fun. There'll be, I guess, uh, uh, there's a Harley Davidson ride in coming in there as well, and. Yeah, there's all kind of stuff going on. So and we and we don't get much of a break when we leave there. We got to be in in uh, Grand Island for the Nebraska State Fair on Sunday. So yeah, um, we're we're it's not like we can bust it for three days and then take a breath. We ain't gonna get a breath until we get down no, to Nebraska no. State Fair. Yeah, I was looking at that last week of July there. You know, and Wednesday through Saturday we have eight hooks uh, there in the, in those four nights. So that that's a that's a busy time of year, so we got a good team. What's that? We got a good team. Yep, yep. I, I it's going to be a great year. Um, yeah, guys, we'll wrap it up here in a minute, and we'll keep it at an hour. 
Uh, yeah. Anybody have anything to add? I just want to thank Greg uh, for, for everything he's doing out there in the Heartland Division. Um, like I said, without a guy like him, we wouldn't have um, even attempted this. Uh, but we're, we're sure glad we did. Um, Scott Walker coming alongside him. want to thank him, too. Um, and then, of course, the whole Outlaw team that's going to help us put together this great season. So <laughs> Jerry's watching. Yeah, you know, Jerry, That's what I'm laughing at. Him. Jerry, you know what? I, I, I love Jerry. Jerry's, Jerry wasn't going to first go to Colorado, but after he realized it was a points hook, Jerry's going to Colorado now, is what Taylor told me. So uh, we'll, we'll see Jerry and Connie out there. So <laughs> Jerry, we were just discussing before you logged on and started watching what a great mechanic you were and a great crew chief for Connie. Uh, you just missed that part. <laughs> But no, thanks guys and Josh. Uh, thanks for you know coming on last year, um, and we look forward to a, a great year this year. And and like I said, I think next year you'll keep a couple of days and, and make sure you can get to Windsor. Yeah, we'll definitely have to try to get out there next year. Yeah, guys, it's, it'll be here before you know it. You know, here we're 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 creeping up on mid uh, April, you know, a month mm -hmm. and a half. You know, dirt's gonna be flying. Yep, it, a lot of work here. to do between now and then. We'll get her done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ron, can I say goodnight to my granddaughter? Because I'm going to Absolutely. Bed. Okay. Good night, Maddie. Kendra, <laughs> Kyla. <laughs> Grandpa's going to bed. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, but thanks. thanks for coming. Good night, Kurt. Thank you, sir, for coming on no tonight. Problem. Of course, Josh. Buddy, I, I wish you could make it out there to Windsor, but it uh, sounds like it's going to be a fun one. I wish I could, too. It was one of those deals that. You know, I'm taking a little extra time off for Chickasha this year, going to two nights, a lot of extra stuff to get ready. And I would love to make it out there. Hopefully we will in 2023. Just wasn't able to pull it off this year. It sucks having to work for a living and schedule all this around vacations, you know. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, guys, good Very show good. tonight. Uh, want to introduce everybody to, to Greg Lucetto uh, with Heartland Group. Uh, yeah. Uh, I may have to apologize to Andy because now they uh, moved the pole. So it's not going to be on the moonscape there where it was. <laughs> it did move a, a few miles to the west, but it'll be a little more traditional. Yeah. Hey, Greg, real quick, if anybody wants to get more information about that pool, you have a website out already for it, Facebook pages? Um, you know, Jeff's been doing a lot of stuff on uh, – Jeff Darnell's been doing a lot of stuff on Facebook. If you look up JD Farms – um, also, uh, you know, my number's out there uh, attached to that for any of the tech questions or, you know, whatever, just reach out to us and we'll, we'll let them know. Cause again, we you cannot believe where we've been getting calls from, from Arkansas, Tennessee to, I mean, there's truck signed up from North Dakota, very good four wheel drive puller there. Uh, it's, it's shaping up to be a pretty good size pull. It's going to be a big one. It's, it's going to be a big season. Uh, uh, yeah, there's there's your Arkansas truck right there, I think. Mm -hmm. Patrick Sign, he had a good hook at Cowtown, by the way. Yeah, good job. But all right, guys, thanks for coming on tonight. Thank you. Uh, on Outlawed with Ron Stone, uh, Jason's at a a function uh, with uh, his daughter tonight, and uh, he'll be back next week, and we'll bring Josh back next week, and uh, I think we got a little surprise in store for a, a legend coming on next week, so. I'm not going to reveal who just yet. I don't want to spill the beans, but should be a good show. So tune in next Tuesday at 7 on Outlaw with Ron Stone. Guys, good night. Thanks, everybody, right. for tuning Thank in. Thank you, guys. See you, guys.